0: It's about to go down in a minute. Let me
1: touch down. I'm going to get it. Cause I, I, I game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward Whites and Ryan Fox. Well, top of the morning to
2: ya! It is a Thursday as we kick off a brand new day. You know, when you, when you see the weather forecast and I saw 70, 68 or whatever, I thought, okay, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be warm. Well, when you walk outside, and it's 37, <laughs> it's a little different animal. Anyway, we welcome you to the program. Ward, good morning. How are you? Present? See, I'm worried about Ward, Ryan? I'm just going to be honest.'ve been uh... This week he's only been present. It's, there's something about this week. I mean, last week he was here, uh, or good, uh, but this week it's just present. He'd be more jazzed up at Super Bowl week, Ward. Now, what's going to happen next week when the Super Bowl is done and there's no more football till July? Ugh. What will he be then? XFL starts next week, or the week after. You know, I was curious, and I've been seeing some commercials for the XFL. Yep. yep. But by, by the way, good morning, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. How are you, good. Tom? Guys, are we going to be XFL fans or USFL fans? Both. Yes. No, 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 no. You got to go one or the other. No, you don't. You You can't split your loyalty. It's like back in the day, were you an AFL fan or an NFL fan? I mean, did you follow the Jets and the Dallas Texans and all of those dudes? Or did you follow the Cowboys, the Giants? You know, you can't split your loyalty. That That's that's against the rules of loyalty. Yeah, but they're two different seasons. But they're being played at the same time, aren't they? No. Isn't the USFL about to crank up too? Uh,
3: USFL didn't start until April.
2: Oh, it's the spring league?
3: Mm-hmm. I'll
2: tell you how much I know about the USFL. But... It, which one is going to be closer to, I don't want to say real football because that's insulting, but which one is going to be closer to the NFL? Would it be, you, by the way, the, the game is played, the rules are structured. Is it USFL or XFL?
4: Isn't XFL the one that does
2: all the the, the wacky fun stuff, goofy
4: stuff? Yeah, where you can't, on a kickoff, you can't take off until the ball's kicked or until the re- receiver has the ball and stuff like that. There's, there's a lot of different stuff. And you can have two forward passes in the XFL. A lot of few weird tweaks like that.
2: Huh. Now, who, where are we going to find the XFL? Is that going to be an NBC product? No, that's ESPN. It's an ESPN product. Okay. Now, where are we going to find the USFL? It's on Fox. It's a Fox product. Okay. Well, there you go. Where are the better players? Let me, let's get to that. Where are the better players going to be? Aren't they going to be USFL type players? Probably so. Okay.
4: Because the XFL is coming back from like a two year hiatus because they shut down during COVID. Now and where is that
2: at? Well, if if the they're base. coming they're coming back from hiatus, where, where where's that at?
4: Never
2: mind. Well,
4: uh, yeah. Never mind.
2: I didn't know they went there, but they did. So
4: you mean they didn't play last year? They they started in twenty twenty, but then when COVID hit, it shut down the whole league and it got revamped. I think Dwayne the Rock Johnson bought it. Okay,
2: so hang on, word I'm a little confused. And we're gonna we're gonna do some cleaning up on the air here, and we didn't even didn't even want to talk about I mean, this wasn't on the plan. Uh, but I wanna know. Our guy, uh, stretch coaches for Chicago. I thought that was USFL. Was it, it, and it was is. it that last last it spring?
3: Is. Yes, it is.
2: so it wasn't a two-year hiatus?
3: No XFL did not play for two years oh, yeah
2: oh okay. yeah.
3: because I talked One to where Bob Stoops as a coach
2: right. I talked to uh, our buddy the other the other day, and he's getting ready. So yeah uh and I think so the USFL is is going to be a spring league again yeah XFL starts next week. Yeah, I know. I've seen a lot of promos for it. So, it's probably smart. The opening get, opening games in Arlington. Are th- all of the games going to be played in one location? No.
3: No, they're so all th- played at at their in their city, but they all work out in Arlington.
2: Really? So everybody then they disperse to go play their games. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting concept. I guess if you do that then you're able to k- keep your expenses down maybe I don't know. Um
3: I yeah, I don't know the concept on that.
2: All right, so you you will watch XFL. Oh yeah. Now, and I got to know this cuz I'm I'm curious when we get into in the late spring and you there's a big XFL game, there's a USFL game and it's the Yankees and the Red Sox. What are you watching?
3: There's well, three. the XFL will be over. The championship oh. will be done
2: by then. When is how long is the season? Um, just just 20, eight weeks. That's eight it, weeks. huh? Yeah, maybe. Well, they're gonna they're gonna. That's a sprint. That's not a marathon. There. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me rephrase the question, and then we'll get to the sports news of the day. If the USFL has a big game, and the Red Sox are playing the Yankees on national television. What are you watching? Do you look at spring and go spring's baseball season? Pro- probably. Probably football. Okay. I asked the question because I think But I don't know that for sure. No, I, mean. I, I get I get it because you there was some there was some um hesitation there to say the least and a little apprehension but i asked the question because wouldn't you agree that if if these leagues and that's plural by the way XFL USFL if they're going to have the success and they're going to have some longevity that they're going to have to establish some tv ratings it's not about fans in the stands in the beginning they're going to have to attract eyeballs and attract dollars advertising dollars and they're going to the networks are going to need to Want to bid on these dudes. And I mean, I, I think to create a long term, lasting product, you need television. And so I'm just kind of curious. I'll tell you straight up I'm watching baseball because I'm one of those weird dudes that goes, spring, summer's baseball, fall's football. You know, I'm a seasonal guy. And I don't know. may Are or, or, or others seasonal guys? Or, you know, or are you. If it's football and, you know, whenever I'm watching football. Now, I do like the, the deal, you know, like in I used to love when the Cowboys would go to camp. What would that be, late July? And then you just started watching, you know, when the television stations would go live from training camp and you were anticipating the start of the season. That was kind of a cool thing, too. But I don't know. I'm a seasonal guy, so we'll find out. All right. Uh. Boy, the Brooklyn Nets, they did a number in this week, didn't they? They gutted their franchise.
3: Well, yeah, they did. But they got they got a lot of young guys. Seven draft picks as well
4: in total. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I saw for one trade, they got four. Yeah. Uh, but, man, wasn't this – that thing never – did it ever really work? I uh, No. No, not really. And it makes you scratch your head and wonder why. It's the Nets. <laughs> yeah. There's some franchises that are that. Well, Kevin Durant is now a son. Kyrie Irving is is a Mav, and the Nets are rich with young players and draft picks. Sons just got rich temporarily. Now, they got new ownership, do they not? Yes. And they're like, All in. Let's go all in. Well, they got one of the top five players in the world. Does that change the way you look at the West? Oh, yeah. No doubt. So, does that force the hand of the Mavericks? They're a big player
3: now. Now, the thing that's going to be interesting for the Suns, once they get into the playoffs, do they have the bench to sustain the playoffs? Because they lost a lot of their bench players. So that's going to be the trick. Can they make that work? But again, you've got one of the top five players on the planet playing for you. It gives you a, it certainly gives you a fighting chance.
2: And the Lakers, and there's been talk about this for a long time, but the Lakers finally moved Westbrook. And, they, and that never really, that never really kind of came together either, did it?
4: No, and it hasn't really worked for Russell Westbrook in his last few stops anyway. So where's he going, Minnesota? No, he's going to Utah. Utah. Utah.
2: So he's out of there. Are we done? Is is Because there's still some time
4: in the trade deadline. I think the deadline's this afternoon. Is that Today, right? Yeah. Three
2: o'clock, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Is it done? Probably
3: not.
4: It could be a couple last second. Are the Mavs done? I hope not. Yeah. That's
2: so what I was asking a minute ago. Does it change the way you look at things when you add Durant to the West? Take him out of the East, put him in the West. Mhm. I I think it does. There's no doubt.
3: Well, that'll be an that'll be an interesting watch, huh? Just... I I I think the Suns have just made themselves very relevant.
4: They're, number, oh. they're fifth in the Western Conference, and the Mavericks are sixth, so that, that pushed uh, yeah, that and I think,
3: I think now if you look at it, that pushed the Suns ahead of the Mavs.
4: I think so, yeah. Hmm.
2: So, to hold pace, now it's got to make sense, obviously, but keep an eye on the trade deadline coming up, I think, this afternoon at 3, huh? What did you think? Kyrie Irving last night, 24? Outstanding very well do you do you look at that game and go how's you know g- great that he fit in but no luca so i think
3: that's even better without luca because it gives you an opportunity to see what you know now you plug in luca wow look out
4: because you can really do a change of pace thing. Because I was talking about earlier with you, Tom, when Luca has the ball and he's like the number one, number one guy in there, the offense kind of slows down. But with Kyrie last night, there's a lot of a lot more movement and they create a lot more open shots, a lot more pace throughout the game. Well, he set well. some
2: screens and things last night, didn't yeah.
0: he?
4: Okay.
2: All right, so there's some NBA right there for you, and yeah, it will be interesting. I will I will keep an eye on the uh, on the trade deadline today see what happens last night the uh bears played oklahoma got the win it look it wasn't a picasso and that's what i liked about it it wasn't their best their best performance but it still was good enough to get the win at home hold hold the serve at home and and get ready for tcu uh we'll talk about that coming up in just a couple of minutes we'll uh We'll get RJ Ochoa's thoughts on on the Super Bowl. We'll talk to him a little later on, see what's going on with the Cowboys as well. And uh, Bryce Cherry, we'll, uh, we'll talk with uh, Bryce coming up a little later on today as well. So we got some stuff for you here this morning. Uh, I, let me just be real clear. It is not real clear outside. It is foggy. Be careful. Uh, I was driving in this morning. And came upon a vehicle whose taillights weren't exactly brightly illuminated. And I I got on top of them in a hurry. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> slow down. So slow down. Uh start out a couple of minutes early, get there, and be especially careful in and around our school zones. We got kiddos getting on and off buses and you know, you know, with this fog, just be careful. So all right. Uh, this is game time, your first word in sports. And uh, you can join us on our CNC Collision Center text line at 254 662 1660. 254 662 1660. And here we go. Uh, first one this morning. I am all in on XFL and USFL. That football will be better than Ranger baseball. No, it will not. Absolutely, it will. It, boy, that. 1,000%. No, it will not. How Rangers can you stink. possibly say that? The Rangers are awful. You've got guys that can't make it in the real football league playing football. This they is might real well football? Put, no, put dresses on them. That this ain't real football. football. More
3: real football than the Rangers
2: are real it's baseball. It's minor league football. It's huh. Rangers couldn't even win the Round Rock League. <laughs> <laughs> it's minor league football with all these special rules and it's greatness. that ought to make them drop kick. That ought to be another rule. All right. It's I can a, drop kick. Can you? Yeah. You know, that's that's an art, isn't it? It's, nothing and, wrong with drop kick. And it counts. If you drop kick for an extra point or field goal, it
3: counts. I, I have seen that within the last 10
2: years happen. Have you really? really? Yeah. Oh. I would love to see that in a real football game. It was outstanding. Huh. All right. Uh seven fifteen, fifteen after seven. You know what I am and I meant to mention this, but I'm pretty jazzed this afternoon. I'm going over to the ExtraCo event center. Uh you're in the pie eating contest. Is that what it is? It's not the eating contest, <laughs> but yes, you're on the right track, big boy. Uh I'm one of the I'm one of the judges for in the food. You just see him in a blueberry pie. Buried face first. Like in uh what's that movie? Stand by me. hmm. I'm just telling you. I'm I'm jazzed about judging today. Ah, exciting stuff! <laughs> exciting stuff! I mean, I'm jealous. In, he's gonna come in with a belly ache tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> but a smile. <laughs> it's it's you know it's I'm jealous. It's it's good stuff. It's you hope. Yeah, it's the McClendon County Junior Livestock what Show. What if you
3: get one that's not good
2: at all? You move on. <laughs> in a hurry. You can't make a face. Hurt that kid's feelings. I'm hoping, that I hope I'm the only one in there. I hope it's not a bunch, I hope they're not looking at me when I'm biting their pie or their cake or whatever I'm,
3: <laughs> or whatever that I'm judging. kid standing right there with anticipation yeah. on his
2: face while you try out his pie. <laughs> Maybe I'm judging brisket. I don't know. I mean, Ooh. they just said, come judge. And I said, I'm all in. I'll tell you about it tomorrow. And then tomorrow, tomorrow night at 6.30 is the big show and, uh, and the cell of champions. That is always so cool to watch because these kids that have, that have ended up winning, they're, they're parading their animals around and, and then the bidding begins. Oh, it's, 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 it's a fun thing to watch and pretty cool. Last year they raised a million bucks for scholarships and stuff. So wow. Good stuff. All right, 17. Here's another one real quick. Let's see what JR says. So is the is the East a cakewalk with the most superstars in the West now? No,
4: I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't either. The Celtics are still up there too. Celtics are one of the top teams in the league and they're on the East yeah. side. Yeah. They're uh, I wouldn't cakewalks not the right word, but I would say the East is very top heavy now. All right,
2: that's fair. Ah, 17 after 7. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Recently on Game Time. Joined now by Baylor basketball coach Scott Drew.
5: When John checked in as a coach, there's the winning, and then there's also, boy, you really want this player to do well for the work he put in. And, I mean, for for John, I was so happy that he made two for two just so he could get uh, the cheers and the ovations for all the hard work that he put in. He's not going to make every three he takes, but I can tell you they have a lot better chance of going in now after the work he's put in, and we couldn't be happier.
1: Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
6: This year's McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 6th to the 10th at the Extra Co. Event Center with more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help us raise funds to the scholarships and education programs. Then make sure to join us on Friday night, February 10th at 630 for the Sale of Champions with top placing animals and projects up for sale. Last year's sale brought in over a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. It's the McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 6th through the 10th at the Extra Co. Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call 254-722-2597.
7: Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota.
1: Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality Waco values your leader in high school sports.
4: five zero three google amanda cunningham realtor with cold banker apex to find my website facebook and more
2: have you ever been stranded on the side of the road the next time it happens call big boys record service to get you and your ride where you need to be you can count on big boys record service to help you with roadside assistance such as when your vehicle won't start you've locked yourself out of your vehicle or when you're stuck in the mud no job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254 662 3031. And remember to slow down or move over.
1: Brought to you by Big Boys Record Service, Good Feet, and Advanced Foundation Repair.
2: All right, 722, this is game time, and we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Crush, and Deep Ramp Fiat. And we're brought to you by Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace, Big Boys Record Service at Robinson, and Advanced Foundation and Repair. Thanks to all those fine folks for being a part of game time. And thank you for being a part of game time. Your first word in sports this morning. You want to join us? We'd love to have you. CNC Collision Center text line 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. Anything that uh, you want to talk about, we can uh, we can jump into it and visit about it. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, if we missed something or forgot something or you disagree or you agree, whatever the case may be, love to have you here on the program. Did, uh, did he, either one of you guys get to? Did you catch any of the uh, the Baylor Oklahoma from uh, from last night? I was on the Mavs.
4: I did. I, I was flipping back and forth between the Mavs and the Baylor game.
2: So was the the Mavs was West Coast, right? I mean, it, mm-hmm. was it a late start? Uh,
4: nine o'clock. Too. Nine
3: o'clock. Okay. It was. Uh, I watched all the pregame. The festivities. But yeah. I got to, you. Wanted to see what Followell had to say about.
2: Was were they jazzed? Oh yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> very all right uh Baylor wins last night and they're now 7 and 4 look uh elsewhere in the league it was Iowa state losing at West Virginia last night and with that uh 7671, West Virginia, and Oklahoma State beat Texas Tech 7168. We were talking about it this morning. When you look at the standings, there it it's it's wacky just how crazy the standings are right now. You've got Texas at 8 and 3, Kansas at 7 and 4, Kansas State at 7 and 4, Baylor at 7 and 4, Iowa State at 7 and 4, four teams tied for second. And, oh, by the way. The Cowboys are 6 and 5 and the Frogs are 6 and 5. Seven teams seven within two games of first place. Is I that mean, is bananas. That, It is unbelievable just how everybody's bunched in there fighting. So, uh good win for the Bears and you know, did they play they I think you could say they were probably a little flat uh last night. Uh and it was not great but they, they was still they were still good enough to win and that's that's the encouraging thing and look it wasn't like they played bad and Oklahoma played really really good basketball I mean beta would 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 extend the lead and here comes Oklahoma they they'd hang around and and that's kind of what they did they just they hung around until the end uh Oklahoma scored 38 points in the paint. 38. They had eight layups, four dunks. I mean, they lived down around the rim. And, you know, the closer you get, obviously, the higher the percentage. And they ended up shooting about 50%. They were 49.2% from the field. Baylor shot a very nice 46.6% from the field. Keontae George had 23. Flagler had 20. Langston Love had 19. Keontae George, by the way. I mean, stop and think about this, young man. Freshman. Freshman. You better enjoy him, by the way, because he won't be here next year. Baylor has played what? 24 games? Of those 24 games, 10, in 10 of those 24 games, he has scored 20 or more points. That's crazy. The record at Baylor is, was set in 2001-2002 by Lawrence Roberts. The number was 11. He's going to shatter that. He's going to, and some of the moves he made last night going to the paint, and, and Ward, he has the ability to hang in the air forever. It's He's a special talent, man. He really is. No doubt. He's, he's going to be – I don't know that he'll be a lottery pick, but he'll be a first-round pick. Let me say this. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a lottery no, pick. No, I wouldn't either. I mean – he he's well the other day there was like 30 scouts you know it's just i mean he's that kind of guy i mean he's he's got some stuff and man his ability to pass the basketball you you better have your head on a swivel cuz it's coming i mean it is uh and again he had 20 points langston love lj cryer got hurt and did not play in the second half and Langston Love stepped up and tossed in 19, the most he scored in the Big 12 game, and uh, he's one off his career high. So, uh, we'll hear from Langston in a minute. But right now, Scott Drew talking about the the Bears and their uh, their effort and their win after the game last night.
5: Well, we we, we came out hot, but the defense didn't come out hot. So, uh, I mean, they run great stuff. They got a good offense, but we we did a bad job keeping them out of the paint. And we were trading baskets rather than getting stops. And against Texas Tech, when we were able to get separation, we got stops. Every time we went on a run, we got stops. So, uh, again, they they really uh, do a good job executing. They had great pace to it and what they did. But uh, – when you're, when you're coming out strong offensively, you got to come out strong defensively as well.
2: That's Scott Drew, and again, he was talking about the paint, uh, the, you know, defending, defending the rim. Uh, Langston Love, as we mentioned, 19 points for the Bears, and uh, he talked about his performance after the game as well.
8: Uh, you know, my teammates just did a good job in putting me in positions to um, get to my strong, strong hand and do different things. Um, you know, I just took what the defense gave and just tried to make the best play possible.
2: That's Langston Love as the Bears, uh, again, um, improved to 18-6 and six overall. They are now 7-4 in the conference. They head to Fort Worth on Saturday to take on the Frogs. That's yeah, a big game because power rankings right now, Baylor's at 6 and TCU's at 5. You
3: got Kansas State at 4 and Kansas at 3, Iowa State 2, and the Horns are 1 right now. Isn't so, that crazy? I mean... It it's bunched up, yep, and it's going to be interesting.
2: And you and your, I think the Bears are ten and two at home this year. And remember, they lost back to back home games against TCU and Kansas State. So this is a chance to to get one back, if if you will, against the frogs. Yeah, I don't, you know, I think it's a big game from from a lot of angles. But you know, you don't want to be swept by TCU, so. Uh, and, and, again, look, Baylor's playing pretty well. They've lost one game in, what, their last seven in conference play, something like that. Uh, that was on the road to Texas, uh, the front runner in the conference. So, yeah, it's a big game. Do you like the TCU arena, by the way? You've been there. Yeah, I love it. Do you? You yeah. like the floor? Floor is a little bit hard to watch on it, TV.
3: It in is. person, it's good.
2: Is it really? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a tough watch on TV, TV it it's not easy to watch on TV but in person it looks good. So all right, so the Bears will be on the road uh in Fort Worth taking on the uh, the TCU Horn Frogs and uh look forward to that on Saturday afternoon and you can catch the game right here on ESPN Central Texas Warp, Texas Tech. Just good enough to lose. Lost by 3. They're not a good basketball team. What's going on there, man?
3: They're just not very good. <laughs> I mean, they, they no other way to put it. They're not a good basketball team. Good basketball teams know
2: how to finish. That one doesn't. No. I mean, that's pretty clear. That one doesn't. All right, uh, 730. Uh, coming up next, RJ Ochoa uh, blog of the boys. We'll talk some Cowboy football. We'll also get into the Super Bowl as the Eagles and the Chiefs get ready to go at it in Arizona. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
6: But they made a big deal out of, sorry, unlike other courses, we don't allow mulligans here. And I hit off the first tee box, the guy without
9: missing a beat, the first tee marshal slash announcer says, Mr. Moseley,
1: take another one.
5: You hit it so <laughs> bad that they gave you a mulligan, even though they don't give mulligans. Yeah,
1: yeah they don't allow mulligans at Pebble Beach. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
10: Looking for an unforgettable gift this Valentine's Day? Republic Gun Club and the Oak and Ivy Wine Bar Bistro have created the perfect pairing. Now through Valentine's Day, you can grab the ultimate date night package of an hour on the 25-yard lane for two, two pistol rentals, a Gatlin gun rental, and a $50 gift card to Oak and Ivy, all for only $149.99. Best part, you can get this deal now and use it anytime this year. Republic Gun Club is your home on the range. How Payne turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron.
1: I was always active. No knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my Good Feet dance.
7: Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors.
1: I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store.
7: See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com.
3: Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. The source
1: for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas.
11: Everything. Looking for a checking account that earns 4% APY, refunds all your ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money? It's a First Central Credit and Slam Dunk. Be the MVP. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's easy to apply online at FirstCentralCU.com.
7: We're your team.
3: APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
7: I'm Lark Smith with
11: your ESPN Central Texas sports update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor men's basketball stayed in step with the Big 12 Conference race by downing Oklahoma last night, 82-72. Jalen Thompson drained a three-point shot in the final seconds to earn the MCC Highlanders overtime against the Hill Rebels, but the Rebels hit six free throws in OT to beat the Highlanders 79-73. The McLennan Highlassies outscored Hill 27-7 in the third quarter to pull away for a 93-64 win. Nini Beverly led the way with 22 points. Roy McElroy and Hideki Matsuyama are grouped together during this morning's first round of the Phoenix Open. Jason Day and Billy Horschel tee off as part of a group in the afternoon round.
1: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Cowboys with RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. All right, seven thirty-five. Welcome back in. Drive safely again. Fog
2: this morning, so be especially careful as you head out the door. Headed to work or school this morning. Uh, we uh, are joined now by RJ Ochoa from Blog of the Boys and ESPN San Antonio. Uh, RJ, good morning. Appreciate your time. Let's begin with the the hiring of Schottenheimer, Brian Schottenheimer, as the offensive coordinator. Uh, does this does this is this a clear indication that this football team is becoming? The, uh, the football team of the head football coach and, and making that real clear that it's sink or swim time? Well,
8: it's great to be with you guys, and I think it's hard to come away with any other sort of determination um, at this point. Um, you know, all due respect to, to Brian Schottenheimer, um, this, this kind of felt like a situation that if, if it was a McCarthy guy, so to speak, um, it was going to be indicative of what you're saying, and I think that's the way it should be. I mean, I think that Mike McCarthy should be afforded the opportunity uh, to kind of build this team and, and see this team you know play out in his, in his image and, and what he envisions. And so um, I, I think one way or another, this time next year, we're going to know whether or not Mike McCarthy is a part of the problem or the solution. And uh, while one of those realities is not exactly fun, at the very least we're, we're going to have that realization. And so we won't have to live in any sort of what-if propositions, uh, which is a good thing.
3: RJ, do the Cowboys tag Pollard? And if they do, is that the right move?
8: You know, um, th- there's a lot of debate about the running back position as a whole. Um, and, th- and this one is, is really difficult. Um, I-, I can certainly understand the merits of tagging Tony Pollard, um, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't spooked based on what happened with Michael Gallup. And, and Gallup's just the most recent example. There are a lot of, obviously, examples of, of paying a player coming off of injury and not exactly working out or realizing its full potential. And so I-, I think we've gone a little far with the running backs don't matter take um, I, I understand the premise of it. I mean, I think that you can certainly argue the, the worth of the running back position and, and spending some resources on it. Uh, that being said, if the Cowboys choose to move on, I don't think that that is, um, you know, among the worst possible potential realities for them. Now, I see that, um, you know, operating somewhat under the assumption that they, they mitigate his loss elsewhere. I mean, they're going to have to have explosive playmakers on this team this coming season. And so if it's not Tony pod, you got to find another way for somebody else to join the CD lame in that group.
2: What does, what does the tight end position look like for the Cowboys next year?
8: I mean, it's probably Dalton Schultz list. And, and I don't know that that's upsetting a lot of people. Um, You know, I I recognize the contribution that that Schultz has made to the Cowboys over the last handful of years. And he's had, I think a underappreciated career. I think people forget, he was drafted like two days after Jason Witten retired for the first time. And so, um, you know, he, he had to survive that. And then the unretirement and then, you know, him leaving and, and then Blake Jarwin getting hurt. I mean, he was just kind of always playing B and C and it worked out. Um, but, but the Cowboys have proven that, you know, you I mean, they've treated tight end the way they should be treating running back, right? Like just kind of finding these guys later on in the draft, undrafted free agents and, and grooming them and, and, you know, replacing production with them. It's, it's been kind of fun to watch. I mean, believe me, I'll, I'll enjoy Jason Witten going into the Hall of Fame, but um, it was kind of boring, right? Like the Cowboys just had one great tight end that whole time. And so to see them, you know, have some development there is really cool. And I think that Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot are ready uh, for whenever Dalton Schultz winds up elsewhere.
3: This offseason, somehow, some way, is it important that the Cowboys go out and get C.D. Lamb some help?
8: Yeah, I mean, I I think that's the objective of the offseason. And I think you you can call getting CeeDee Lame help or, or getting Dak Prescott help. In fact, CeeDee was uh, a guest on the Around the NFL podcast yesterday. I mean, you know how it is everybody making the rounds right now. And he was asked, you know, how do you guys get here with Dak, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And and he said, you've got to surround him. You've got to surround Dak. And, and I think, you know, he was very careful not to throw his teammates under the bus. He said that they have just as many weapons. Uh, as I say, Philadelphia or San Francisco. And while that's really noble of CD to say, I think we would all have a, a bit of a different opinion on that front. And so it's, I mean, if they don't, it's really going to be frustrating and disappointing. And they've, they've shown an ability to to overcome and to overachieve. And I, and I do think that that was a little bit lost in, in the loss to San Francisco. I mean, it, it's just a team that isn't as good as San Francisco or Philadelphia. And, and yet they hung with them and were there, um, you know, at the very end. And so, you, you've got to find a way to be, you know, on the same place as the or at the same place as these teams on paper uh, when the season starts, and and so that absolutely includes finding other talent to, to be in this offense for Doc Prescott to throw to besides T.D. Lamb.
2: Well, is that is that through the draft or through free agency? And right now they've got 18 free agents on their roster.
8: You know, there's a a very famous commercial of a little girl who's asked, um, I think she's asked, like, would you rather have queso or or guac with your chips? And she says, why not both? And like everybody like lifts her up on on their shoulders and like celebrates her for this visionary idea. So why not both? I mean, the Cowboys have have sort of poo-pooed the idea of free agency. And and again, I think we, we take an extremist point of view on that. We act like they spend no money. That's not true. Um, but they they don't dabble in external free agency. In fact, I don't know if either of you recall, they were the last team to sign an external free agent in free agency a year ago. And it was James Washington uh, who had one catch and didn't even make it through the entire season with them. And so that's obviously unfortunate. Um, But I mean, you've got to find a way to do both. You've got to find a way to get active on the trade market. I mean, I don't, you know, just, just throwing spaghetti at the wall, so to speak, the Andre Hopkins one side, I mean, you, you've got to find a way. You cannot just assume that that these low cost, low—I don't say low effort, but uh, lower effort—you know—on the surface moves are going to pay off. Because you did that last year. You thought you got a bargain with Michael Gallup coming off his injury, he would show up and save you. That didn't happen. You thought you got a bargain with James Washington. Like I said, he didn't save you. You thought you could draft Jalen Tolbert in the third round, he would come in and produce day one. He didn't save you. And so, yeah, I mean, that was maybe the worst possible result that everything could be. But, but that's evidence that it can go that way. And so you've got to, you know, you've got to raise your floor and, and you've got to do everything you can within all realms of roster building to make sure that you're not shy at a particular position. I mean, the Cowboys are just about begging. You guys know Odell Beckham to play for them, you know, down near the stretch. And they can't put themselves in that same sort of spot this coming year.
3: At what point, and is this it, but at one point, do the Cowboys finally go draft a quarterback?
8: I mean – you know, it depends what you mean by that. I, I I would be shocked if they didn't draft one this year, right? Um, you know, but... but well, I'm not talking about... Paid.
3: Yeah. Right. You, you know what uh, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about somebody that can carry a clipboard and, and go pick up the balls and put them in the bag at training camp. I, I'm talking about somebody that can push for a starting position in this league.
8: I would say that the answer to that is, is still a little bit TBD, and that isn't to defend Dak Prescott or anything, but... Um, but you're just not set up in that way. I mean, if you're talking about the path of least resistance, if if you care about that kind of thing, um, it is, it is surrounding Dak Prescott this year. Now I can understand I would disagree with it, but I can understand if somebody is spooked enough that they're afraid to commit to Dak Prescott beyond this year and they don't want to restructure his deal. Again, that wouldn't be the most wise thing to do, but I, but I can understand it. And so, uh, I, I think if, if the answer is probably the soonest would be 2024. I think that would be the soonest they could move on, again, presuming they don't restructure his deal this offseason. If they restructure his deal this offseason to, to save cap space, which, which makes sense, which is why they built the deal the way that they did, then you're married to Dak through 2024. And so, yeah, like, I mean, I understand the idea of, like, getting someone to challenge him, push him, et cetera. But, but then it becomes kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth. Okay, we want somebody to challenge Dax. We want to spin our second or third round pick on that. But, but you're at what cost? What, what are you missing out on to do those sorts of things? And so, I mean, it, it sounds frustrating to say just, just let this be Dax Prescott show given everything that we've seen for the last seven years. But I think the, the earliest answer is 2024, maybe even 2025. Like I said, contingent upon whether or not they redo the deal.
2: Do you think they redo the deal? I mean, he's going to take up, what, 22% of their cap space?
8: I think they have to. I mean, because of that. And, and they, they structure the deal this way to do this. We've seen them um, attack. Or attack's not the right word. But we've seen them lay out franchise cornerstone player contracts like this so that they can kick the can down the road. They can revisit it, create salary cap space. They've done it with Tyron Smith for years, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick. I mean, again, if you get a five, six-year deal from the Cowboys, you're kind of setting yourself up for that. And and ultimately, it does work out for the player. I mean, they get the the money in the here and now, which is obviously a good thing. Um, I I would be shocked if they didn't. And and again, you know, it would be a little bit hot takey, but you could completely and totally read into them not redoing the deal as them saying, we're unsure. We don't want to be stuck with this dude for next year. Um, and again, I, I, I think that would be a mistake. But I mean, there's a lot of recent evidence to support that he obviously has his issues. And so it's, it's a, a bit of a Kobayashi Maru in that sense. Uh, Captain Kirk would be the envious of the situation. And so um, I, I think that they do it. I mean, that, that's, they, they've come this far. And I'm a big fan of making decisions when you're not emotionally compromised. And they made the decision two years ago to come here in 2023 and redo the deal because they weren't emotionally compromised then. So I think follow the plan, but utilize those savings. I mean, that, that's what this is going to come down to. We know Dak Prescott can contend and compete as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL when the talent is around him. You can think that's lame or silly or whatever, but it's still the truth. So you might as well surround him with talent so that you put yourself in the best possible position this time next year.
3: On the defensive side of the ball, RJ, what is the biggest concern going into – training camp, going through the off season. Is it just getting players back or is there a large hole to feel in your mind?
8: I don't think there are any large holes, thankfully. And, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with Leighton Vander whether he returns, that feels a little bit kind of 50, 50 in my mind. Um, but, but the word you're going to hear a lot, I mean, and it's fair is regression. I mean, and, and they, they were the one last year. I and mean, I know we talked about it, you know, with you guys and, I mean, it it did not make sense for them to have as many, if not more, turnovers the way they did this past season than they did in 2021. Um, There are 100 years of history to support the notion that you will have regression uh, when when you're an outlier like that. And so my biggest fear is that, you know, maybe we've seen the best possible version of Micah Parsons or Trayvon Biggs. Maybe the interceptions and the sacks aren't coming in totality or in as, as much volume as they were coming this past season. And so... That will that will change, right? Like that doesn't mean you're you're worse off as a defense, but if those things aren't as frequent, then your production isn't the same, and so then the overall composition of your team isn't the same. So that's that's what I'm most concerned about. Granted, that won't be something we can figure out at training camp, but as far as roster, you know, up and down, all the variables, all the names on the depth chart, it's hard not to feel good about them. I mean, they're they're the most in the most stable and solid place that they've been as a defense in a very long time. Who wins Sunday? Eagles or Chiefs? I mean, I'm I'm not gonna pick the Eagles. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm just, you know, I mean, I really, you know, I'm, you know, whoa, hot take here. Uh, I think it's gonna be a close game, great game, and I really hope it is. Um, obviously, I hope the Chiefs win, but I, I don't feel like any playoff game has really delivered this year. I mean, they've they've all been fun and cool, but I I really want like back and forth, epic, you know, kind of just barn burner sort of thing. I'll, I'll take the Chiefs um, 31-30 um, or, you know, 34, 33, whatever your squares are. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's a, a one possession, one square game, uh, kind of one of those awesome Monday morning water cooler games that we see, um, yeah, you know, sometimes in the past. Let's
2: hope. Hey, RJ, what are you working on for Blog of the boys?
8: You know, it's super bowl week and we're not out at radio row, but we do have some fun interviews, um, on the blog and the boys podcast network and the YouTube channel. We had DeMarcus War yesterday we have the aforementioned Trayvon Diggs coming today. Uh, so we're just kind of working through those and, and trying to pretend that we're not sad about not being with this game on Sunday. <laughs>
2: All right. Hey, RJ, thanks. We appreciate your time. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. See you later. That's RJ and Choi. It's Blog of the Boys. 7.48. We are presented by Alan Samuels, brought to you in part by Morrison's Gift. Look, Valentine's not that far away. And guys, if you are going, what do I do this year? What? Where do I go this year? How can I top last year? Whatever those questions might be, they're going to be answered at Morrison's Gifts. That's right. Morrison's Gifts, your gift store headquarters since 1979. You can check out John Hart Leather Goods, uh, Consuela Products. They've got uh, Times Candles. they got key rings. they got jewelry. they got a little bit of everything. I mean a little bit of everything at 4308 West Waco Drive. That's uh, in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. Go by, selling the game will take care of you. Get you fixed up. Get you hooked up for Valentine's. Wrap it. There's free gift wrapping, and you'll be you'll be uh, you'll be glad you did. And again, there's a million and one things that you could you. I did. Yeah, that that's she doesn't have one of those. She got everything else, but she doesn't have one of those. Well, then you'll be in good shape because that uh, you'll be able to get that at Morrison's Gifts. So they do a great job over there. All you got to do is walk in and say, you know what? I'm not real sure what I want. Not real sure what I want to spend. Not real sure about anything. And that's really all you got to do. They'll take over and get you fixed up. I mean, they really will. It's Morrison's Gifts. Good folks. Uh, and again, they've been in business since 1979. 4308 West Waco Drive, guys, go by, see them today, and then maybe you know you can just wander down to Jason's Deli and get you a salad or a sandwich. So, it uh, make it a great lunch. Forty-three zero eight West Waco Drive. That's Morrison's Gifts.
9: Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears headed to Fort Worth to take on TCU this Saturday. for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. Tip-off Saturday.
5: Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears,
9: John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball. ESPN Central Texas.
7: Hey guys, it's Jan. I was Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair.
6: Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them?
7: Because they look good. They do? And if you want your house to look but good. But what about the
5: ones where the people look like they've got those big, like, umbrellas on their face?
7: We'll take umbrella lashes, too, if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. 254 254- I ain't got nothing to say. 235-4922-4. I'm still thinking
5: about that last lady that had
4: them.
7: 4922. Wind Four. blew
6: her down the road. <laughs>
7: <laughs> big
5: That's where she ran into the car. <laughs>
1: Your home for Baylor men's and women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
6: This year's McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 6th to the 10th at the Extra Event Center with more than 500 local 4 H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help us raise funds for the scholarships and education programs. Then make sure to join us on Friday night, February 10th at 630 for the Sale of Champions with top placing animals and projects up for sale. Last year's sale brought in over a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. It's the McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 6th to the 10th at the Extra Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call. 254-722-2597.
3: 24-month lease with $5,200 down for qualified buyers only. Lease and price and stock number 21047. 2.9% financing for qualified buyers only. See dealer for
5: details. Dozens of 2023 Buick Envisions are on the lot and priced to move at Richard Carr Buick. Envision is a luxury SUV without the luxury price. Experience the quad escape of a Buick Envision with a test drive today. Lease payments start at $269 a month or save $3,000 on purchase. Log on now or get here now and take home a new 2023 Buick Envision today from Richard Carr.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
11: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor men's basketball stayed in step with the Big 12 Conference race by downing Oklahoma last night, 82-72. Jalen Thompson drained a three-point shot in the final seconds to earn the MCC Highlanders overtime against the Hill Rebels, but the Rebels hit six free throws in OT to beat the Highlanders 79-73. The McLennan Highlassies outscored Hill 27-7 in the third quarter to pull away for a 93-64 win. Nini Beverly led the way with 22 points. Roy McElroy and Hideki Matsuyama are grouped together during this morning's first round of the Phoenix Open. Jason Day and Billy Horschel tee off as part of a group in the afternoon round.
1: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's now time for Did You Know with Ryan Fox.
4: Gentlemen, did you know... On this day in 1961, the Beatles had their first public performance at the Cavern Club in Liverpool. How about that? They would play there nearly 300 times throughout the rest of their time as a group. It's kind of home-based then, huh?
3: I think yesterday was their first appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show, too. Really? Yeah.
4: That's kind of cool. Then, did you know on this day in 1952, Danny White was born? more. 52? <laughs> 52? Really? Really? He mm-hmm. turned 71 today. How about that? Born in Mesa, Arizona, Super Bowl 12 champion. I believe he was a punter for the team at that point, though. Uh, his jersey number 11 was retired at his alma mater, Arizona State. And did you know that Danny White was also a head coach in the Arena Football League? Absolutely I didn't know that the Rattlers. He won two championships and was the AFL Coach of the Year in 1993. I did know that. Yep. man all- he
2: was the guy that unfortunately followed the guy. You know what I mean? He followed mm-hmm. Roger.
4: Ugh. Then, did you know that today is Vladimir Guerrero's birthday? That is senior, by the way. He turns forty-seven today. Played for the Expos, Angels, and he was on the two thousand and ten Rangers team that won the American League. He's a nine-time All-Star, two thousand and four American League MVP, eight-time Silver Slugger, and he was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in two thousand eighteen. Hmm, about that, Vladimir Guerrero, and Learned then also, watch. yeah, he was, and then also. A little more Super Bowl notes here. Did you know throughout the course of the Super Bowl, there's only nine Super Bowls where there is a defensive MVP? The first one was in Super Bowl five. Chuck Halley. Chuck Halley. On a losing team, by the way.
3: Man. That's the only one that's ever been. That's on a losing exactly
4: team. right. And also in Super Bowl seven, Jake Scott, safety for the Miami Dolphins, won it. And Super Bowl twelve for the Cowboys, Harvey Martin and Randy White. Co MVPs. Only co MVPs in Super Bowl history and, the broncos how oh,
2: about harvey martin
4: Golly.
2: Boy. hey they had some pretty good defensive ends didn't they harvey martin and Tutal jones
4: <laughs> and then super bowl 20 richard dent defensive end for the chicago bears won it
2: well that defense was just unbelievable wasn't it mm-hmm. ward i mean yeah. they were they were so stinking good
4: and Super Bowl 30, Larry Brown, cornerback for the Cowboys, won it.
2: <laughs> Against the Steelers? <laughs> well, he had about 14 interceptions and then never had another one again <laughs> in the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah,
3: went to the Raiders because of that game.
4: Super Bowl 35, Ray Lewis, linebacker for the Ravens, won it. And Super Bowl 37, Dexter Jackson, a corner for the Buccaneers, won it. Then the last two, or Super Bowl 48, with Malcolm Smith, linebacker for the Seahawks, and then in Super Bowl 50, Von Miller, linebacker for the Broncos at the time, won Super Bowl MVP.
2: I'm just Not thinking that. about the best defenses, and I know it's very subjective, but you'd have to put those Bears.
10: Yeah, in that they were deal. one of the best I mean, defenses oh, ever. My,
2: were they good? No doubt, they were good. In fact, <laughs> when they won the Super Bowl, it might, if I'm remembering it correctly, didn't they hoist? Buddy Ryan up on their shoulders and the defensive coordinator and carry him off the field as well. I'm (laughs) telling you, they were that good. They were that good. Good
3: stuff. Also, National Pizza Day today. Is it really? Yes. How about that? Pizza is the number two ranked fast food in America. Behind burgers? Yep, behind burgers. There you go. 43% of America ranks it as number one.
2: It's the ideal Valentine's Day sharing. Ah. You could – I'm I think you'd have a hard time designing a burger in the shape of a heart, but I think you can you can do you a do, pizza. Yeah.
3: Golly. Three hundred and fifty slices. That's how many slices of pizza are sold in the US every second.
4: Three fifty no, per second. Per second. Oh my goodness. Stop and think about that one. How do they even measure that?
2: A little slice of pie. Wow. What's your favorite? Is it Uh I like either just
3: uh, a hamburger, just beef pizza. Me too. Or I, I sometimes will go with the, the meat supreme pizza.
2: Ah, now I know people are, I'm thick or thin. I'm a thin crust.
3: Depends on where I'm at. I'll yeah. tell you when I was in Chicago, we had Chicago deep dish pizza. Yeah. Best thing I've ever put in my mouth.
2: Really?
3: Wow. Unbelievably Did y'all go to Geno's East? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was Easter or not, but we went. That's, that's where we went. Gino's, is unbelievable, good. I, I during the Super Bowl, more than two million pizzas are sold <laughs> by Pizza Hut alone.
4: Oh my goodness!
3: The Hut may be busy. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking for pizza on Super Bowl Sunday, <laughs> start early. And you want it fast? <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Go get just it. Be yourself. aware.
4: <laughs> Go get it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Two
3: million
2: by one franchise. Holy smokes! But you know what? It's easy and it's good. And and if you're hosting a Super Bowl party, even if they drop the pizza, you, know, I think you don't have at, a big mess. We, we should
3: be having pizza for breakfast right now on I, National you know what? Pizza Day.
2: I would like to have a slice of yesterday's pizza. I love cold pizza.
4: Yeah.
2: Are you a fan of? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan of pizza, period. Yeah. You can put it in the refrigerator and, and bring it out. the. I'm not putting it in the microwave. No. Heck no. Go to town. Anyway, seven fifty-eight. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Let's uh, get the uh, latest Baylor notes. Here's John Morris for today's Baylor Sports Beat program.
9: This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears. John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's John Jack of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor men's basketball knocks off Oklahoma in the Farrell Center. We've got that plus tennis results and softball about to begin their season tomorrow. Details straight out on today's Baylor Sports Beat off 2023 with a bang at Allen Samuels in Waco during the President's Day sales event at a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $2,000 and 1.9% for 72 months on second and third row options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Or how about the 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $3,500 in total values plus an extra $500 to first responders at Allen Samuels in Waco. Baylor Bear Basketball, here on the flagship station for Baylor men's and women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions.
11: Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics.
9: Let's play ball. Baylor baseball and softball are back in action beginning February 17th, and season tickets are currently on sale for both teams. Don't miss the action at Baylor Ballpark and Getterman Stadium as veteran softball coach Glenn Moore and first-year head baseball coach Mitch Thompson lead the Bears to victory this season. Get your season tickets today at BaylorBears.com tickets, and let's knock it out of the park this year. Sick'em, Bears. Now doing his part in preparing champions for life. Here's the voice of the Bears. And welcome back. Baylor men's basketball in 82-72. Winner over Oklahoma last night in the Farrell Center. The Bears got a combined 62 points from guards Adam Flagler, Keontae George, and Langston Love in the victory that propels them to 7-4 and four in conference play on the season. Baylor committed only seven turnovers on the night. Next up, they're headed to... Fort Worth to take on TCU this Saturday afternoon at 3. In tennis yesterday, third-ranked TCU knocked off number 10 Baylor 4-1 in men's tennis. On the women's side, Baylor won over Harvard 5-2, the final score. And Baylor's softball set to begin a new season tomorrow playing in a tournament in Las Vegas. It's 5 games in 3 days to open the season. Here's assistant coach Steve Hoot Jonigan.
1: Yeah, we're
2: going to play Southern Utah a couple of times. We'll play Weber State, who has a book, good ball club. UNLV's the host. We play them on uh, the primetime on Saturday night, and then we come back with Arkansas. It's probably
11: the best team in the tournament. Uh, you know, lost some, a lot of kids from last year, but really got to replace them with a lot, reloaded with a lot of talented kids. So And has the pitcher in the SEC and the pitcher of the year uh, back this mm-hmm. year as well. So, but again, a good challenge, good barometer early in the year on where we're at. And uh, – you know, we're trying to work out the kinks and get trying to find the best nine to put out there and love the challenge. Look forward to it.
9: That's Hoot Jonigan. Baylor softball opening the season in Las Vegas beginning tomorrow. They'll play five games in three days. Their home opener comes up Friday week, February 17th. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.
1: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
2: All right, welcome back in. This is game time as we head into hour two of the program. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're alongside uh, we'll get into some Super Bowl conversation coming up in just a couple of minutes. Also, Bryce Cherry is going to join us a little later on in the program, uh, so we'll, we'll get to that for you. I do want to congratulate some China Spring Cougar football players as they were named All-State. That, that happens when, when, you, when you play at AT&T Stadium in back-to-back years, doesn't it, Ward? I mean, people recognize your skill set and your abilities.
3: So. No, there's no doubt. You you get that big stage and and the way they and, and the way the, they won that game too. The way they won. I mean, it's
2: just you're you're gonna get those accolades. Kobe Hale, Trey Hafford, Thomas Barr, uh Jalen Trotter, Greg Salazar, Tristan X Line, uh All State. Congratulations. Uh wow, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. A uh it just, you know, state champion and and all state selection you know uh, it's a team sport but uh i like it at the end of the year when they recognize uh the uh the excellence of some of the individuals and and that's exactly what uh what happened there so good stuff for them all right super bowl 57 eagles chiefs uh coming up from glendale what do you got for us ryan what are we looking at today
4: so I took a look at the strength of schedule for both teams this year and it was kind of weird because going into the preseason the chiefs were projected to have the fifth toughest schedule mm-hmm. and they ended up with the way the season played out they ended up having the easiest strength of schedule and then for the Eagles they were projected to have the third easiest and they ended up having the second toughest so the
2: because of the results of, of the, the season of the season okay
4: by this is by opponent win totals throughout the season as well. And then for the matchup for the game itself, uh, the Chiefs' passing offense uh, was number one, and they have the number one overall offense as well because uh, they're top ten rushing uh, offense as well. Um, And then the Eagles' passing defense was also number one in the NFL, and we talked about it yesterday. Throughout the history of the Super Bowl, there's never been a game to where the number one offense defeated the number one passing defense. So that's something to factor in as well. Also, with the with the Eagles' defense, they are third from the top in the league on like being worst on fourth down, like getting off the field on fourth down. So there's a lot of things to look up there. And then for the Chiefs, passing defense not very good. They they uh, they led the NFL in passing touchdowns given up, and the Eagles' passing offense is number nine in the league. Number th- number three overall offense as well. So. A lot of fun matchups here. I think this is going to be a really, really good game. What are your thoughts, Ward?
3: I I think it's going to come down to the Chiefs' offense. How mm-hmm. how much can they get Travis Kelsey involved into the ball game early uh, and get that passing game where Pat Mahomes is is comfortable? Uh, if they can do that, and it's going to depend on the offensive line being able to, to protect Patrick Mahomes and let him do Patrick Mahomes things. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to be able to climb up into the pocket, but I think in this game, he's going to have to climb up into the pocket a little bit uh, and they're going to have to move him around a little bit with that defensive line of the Eagles being so good. They're going to have to do some stuff up front to try to throw them off their skates a little bit. And one of those things again is going back to Travis Kelsey, get him involved in that game. Cause those are quick hit passes from Patrick Mahomes that gives him an opportunity I don't know how having um Hilaire back is going to help this offense but it should if he's 100% healthy. If he is, that gives them another opportunity in the running game to take some pressure off Patrick Mahomes and and be able to to be able to work downfield a little bit better because the running game is is going to be relevant. Now, again, he's coming off that hiatus of being injured. I don't know how healthy he is. Obviously, he's healthy enough to take him off IR and and put him in the lineup. So it'll just be interesting to see how the running game uh, affects the Eagles in that situation. For the defense on that other side, I I think you just try to find a way to make Jalen Hurts uncomfortable. And if you can do that, and, and neutralize him a little bit. He's the key factor in it and it's, and it's nothing else on the Eagles' side. I mean, he's going to, he's going to have his number called in the running game. He's going to have his number called uh, in, in the passing game and he's going to have to try to get the ball out of his hands very, very quickly. So uh, expect a lot of backs out of the backfield for the Eagles and, and things like that. But if, if, If the Chiefs want to neutralize him, that's what they're going to have to do and try to keep him inside containment and and make him climb the pocket because he's one of those guys not as good when he climbs the pocket. He gets nervous feet. He doesn't doesn't throw as well when he's climbing the pocket. He's better when he gets outside and he can improvise a little bit. So if you can push him and keep him contained, uh, I think that's the way that the Chiefs can make some – things happen defensively for the Eagles. I, I like the Chiefs in this game. I know
2: the Eagles are favored, but I like the Chiefs in this game. And, and look, the Chiefs are not going to run the football 40 times, but I think they've got to have some kind of effective running game. And, and again, I, they're not going to run it a bunch, I don't think. But I think when they do, they've got to have some kind of some kind of running game. And, and I'm like you on the flip side. I'm curious, and I don't know, I have no clue, and I don't think anybody does just curious how many design draws slash counters they've got in the plan for Jalen Hurts uh you know I don't is, know it, that is it more have a whole lot five
3: or six I don't I don't know they'll have a whole lot of draws for him I think it's more of a run pass option for him
2: on Sunday RPOs yep maybe uh I, I just I'm curious how many are actually designed hey you're going to run the football on this down
3: don't well, know I I would be, if I'm the Eagles, very weary of putting him in a draw situation with the linebacking core that the Chiefs have. You're putting him in harm's way in a draw. And because you're stepping up, make no mistake about it, they're going to have somebody spying on him. And you leave that spy open up and he's running the draw,
2: I'm not comfortable with it. He's going to get lit up. No, but it's been a part of their offense for, you know, it it is it's five, but, six, seven times a game.
3: But you got to look at the defense you're going against, and I think the Chiefs are a whole lot more talented a defense that they're going against than than probably they faced all
2: season long. Hey, they faced the Cowboys. Oh, good grief! <laughs> well, they did twice.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Cowboys neutralized him once.
2: Yeah. I mean that, that, yeah, and the other time he didn't play. He didn't play the other time. Uh, and you're right, though. I mean, it's it's not. He's 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 going to be sprinting out and using his legs in the past game, and, and
4: that's what well, they do. I mean. I, they're
2: they're going to have some
3: end arounds, but I I I would be real leery of the true old fashioned draw with him against this defense. I just would. Now, unless it's in a certain special situation. Where, you know, the down may not call for it and you can catch him off guard with it, maybe I would be okay with it. But I'm not I I again I I think the Chiefs are gonna have a special spy for him to try to keep him from being able to do that sort of thing. And if they do, oh boy. I I, I don't want a linebacker ten off on my number one quarterback to where I have to go to mince you in the Super Bowl.
2: No, I, I get it. I get it. I just think the way, heck, the way the game's played now, quarterbacks are. You know, it used to be that and was I'll run you know, him. That I'll run him. Limits. But I'm going to. I'm going to run him off tackle, or I'm
3: going to run him off end. Well, and and I, and I something said. Yeah, like I that. said
2: yeah, a minute ago. I mean, you know, are, what? How many counters will they have for him? Uh, where he's running to the edge. I. He, but he's going to run. I mean, that's just what they do. Oh yeah, he's going to carry the ball. Yeah, uh, I bet he carries it nine times. And I know we can get bogged down in statistics. Is it, but is time of possession going to be a stat that we look at and go? Not in this game, I don't think. You think guys are just going so fast? I, yeah, I
3: think they're going to try to go as fast as they can offensively. Now, it may end up being that's a factor in the game because they're able to move the chains. But I, I think this is one where they don't, they don't care about moving the chains. They care about getting in the end zone. And, and they're, they're going to throw the ball early in this game try to get the lead, and then you may see it slow down and Hilaire become a big part of the Chiefs' offense because they're trying to eat the clock once they get a two-score lead. If, if that happens, I, I don't know that it will. I, you know you heard RJ say 31-30. to 30. If it's 31-30, they don't care about time and possession. They're just trying to move the ball up and down the field. <laughs> you throw the ball to score in the NFL, you run the ball to run the clock out.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I mean, and again, it used to be a run to pass. Now it's a pass to run. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Uh, quarterbacks used to just turn and hand the football off of the running game. You know, you didn't want to run a quarterback. There was no way we are going to get our quarterback hurt and get tackled. And now, look at around the league and how many running quarterbacks there are. I mean, it's just, it's a part of what what they do now. And, you know, fourth down, you used to pump the football. And now, fourth down, it's just another down. You know, yeah,
3: and that's stupid.
2: I agree. I totally agree. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. Flip the field, play defense, but that's not the case anymore. Yeah, A- s- some, comu- some computer said you, that you don't punt. Analytics have nothing to do with the feel of the game. Nope, they don't. They the texture of the football game cannot be measured by that computer. Anyway, and, and look, you can have all the analytics you want, and
3: that's all well and fine and there's some coaches out there that that live by the analytics, but don't call the right play. You know, it's fourth and three, and and they're throwing an eight-yard out or an Mm -hmm. eight-yard curl instead of running the ball off tackle. And that's calling the wrong play in that situation. The analytics are calling for that fourth and three to be run inside the tackles or running a counter play or something like that. Not an eight-yard out. I mean, your percentage drops way down when you throw that eight-yard out. So if you're going to look at analytics, look at analytics. That's fine. But you, you still have to be able to call the right play. you got to know what play to call when you're running on analytics or you're running on gut feeling. I'm running on gut feeling and calling the right play. I'm not running on numbers and, and calling the wrong play.
2: Well, I, again, I, I know that in every sport, analytics is now a, a, a big part of how you do things, but I'm sorry. Okay, the that's because we test. live on laptops. Well, yeah. To me, you got coaches on the sideline, coaches in the press box, use the eye test. You know, do we need to move the football or do we need to flip the field? Do we have to keep possession of the football? Uh, or can we flip the field, play defense, get a three and out, and, and go get the ball back again? I,
3: and look, I don't mind being aggressive, but I don't it, – it doesn't have to be aggressive just because the analytics tells you to be aggressive. Right. If the game's calling for it and you say, hey, we want to put them on their skates, I'm okay with that part of it. I'm fine. That's because you made a gut decision to say, we're going to put the pressure on you. Defense, get ready. Before analytics were even here, you heard that. Hey, defense, get ready. We're going to go for it here. We're going to put this on you to get a stop. And sometimes that rises your defense up because you told them, hey, we've got faith in you. Mm -hmm. We're going to go for it and be aggressive here. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just like open the game with an onside kick. Well, what analytics tells you to do that, but that's being aggressive and telling your defense, "Hey, we don't mind putting you at midfield because we know you're going to get us the ball back. But we're we're going to show them that we're here to win this game and onside kick the opening kickoff. Done that many a times, and it it also sends a
2: message to that other sidelines, uh, be ready for anything. Yeah, you better be ready because they're here to play today. All right, take sixteen. Uh, we'll talk more about the Eagles and. Uh and the uh Kansas City Chiefs will do that tomorrow here on the programs 8:16 this is what game are time what you doing is she never mind 8:16
1: Recently on Game Time. Today would have been Farrah Fawcett's 76th birthday. And Ryan Farrah Fawcett is who? He
2: has no idea. The, the poster lady. <laughs> the poster lady. Which he had oh, no idea what the blah. poster was. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, I didn't. The oh. number
3: one selling poster of all
1: time is the Farrah Fawcett poster. Yes, indeed. Sold over 12 million copies 12 of that million. poster. Oh, Thanks for playing. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
11: Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life saving transfusions. So do what I do take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org or call 800 366 2834 for more info and help save a life with Carter Blood Care.
1: Keep up with Big 12 Hoops on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
5: In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify.
10: Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
3: let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you
1: don't want a kid with your house's lid. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports, brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton.
2: Eight twenty-one. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. As uh, boy, we—it's getting close. Sunday's—it's it's not far away. Now, what will you do? Have you put your plan together yet? Mm-hmm. Is it—is it pizza? I mean, is it no. soup or is it steak? No,
7: <laughs> chili. Oh, well, that's say chili, not soup. Soup makes me think of like chicken noodle or tomato. Tortilla. Not,
2: did you tortilla
3: just call soup. chili soup? Oh, it's a form of yes. soup. Of no, it's it. not no. a
7: form
2: of soup. Well, sure it is. It's a bowl and a spoon.
7: Are you sure you're from Texas?
2: <laughs> it's liquid with some liquid. meat. And hey, wow! How about some tortilla soup? Uh, no, you don't like tortilla soup. No. Oh,
4: I love me some tortilla soup. I don't know if I've ever had that. It's dumb. basically. Oh, you know it's what, basically
7: do, chicken noodle without the noodles. Do you know what today is, Steph? Uh, Thursday. National Pizza Day. National Pizza Day. There you hey, go. Hey. Speaking of, go. I don't know if y'all are having parties for Super Bowl.
4: Uh huh.
7: But let me tell you something. I saw on the news this morning that avocados pricing is down by 8%. So go get your avocados Thanks. from last year. And chicken wings are down by 8%. So I was right. They made more chickens. Oh. There you go.
2: It I'm ignoring that. <laughs> I'm ignoring that. They made that. more
7: chickens so you could have wings. And the price of them have gone down I by don't 8%. Like wings. Uh,
2: from the CNC <laughs> Collision Center text line, chili is soup if you make it wrong.
7: <laughs> That's true. You make it that wrong. That is true. Okay. Oh, so, boy. gearing up for the Super Bowl this weekend, right? I I'm gonna kind of go all over the place this morning because it's really? kind of cool.
3: <laughs> you go all I'm, over the place? I'm shocked. Uh, <laughs> it's really.
7: <laughs> so, you know, there are. Super fans out there, right? That just love them some football. And you've got Kansas City fans who are so loud that when the players are on the field, you sometimes can't hear the play calls, right? Then you've got the Eagles. You never know what that they're going to do. But did you know this? That if a fan is kicked out of an NFL stadium for being unruly, they have to take a $75 four-hour online class and pass a code of conduct test to be able to be entered in.
2: Did not know that.
7: <laughs> Why are you shaking your head, Tom?
2: Of all the things that we could discuss...
7: I'm just saying, don't be unruly if you're going to the Super Bowl this weekend. I love
2: the videos on, <laughs> you know, where the, the fans are fighting in the stands. <laughs> Those are great. Bunch of idiots. <laughs> so Better than the game a lot of times.
7: <laughs> so yeah. there's this guy in Turkey, right? Who, it's soccer over there, football... He got kicked out of his team stadium for a year. So he decided to go rent a crane and he put it up in the parking lot so he could still watch his team <laughs> play until the cops got there. Now that's smart.
3: <laughs> so he gets a,
7: a crane a, and gets in the bucket thing and goes up so he can still watch his team play soccer. Oh my! Could you imagine if somebody did that? Well, I don't. Th- you couldn't do that at an NFL game because it's the stadium's high too high. Well, you could. That'd be a big crane. Well, that'd be yeah. a big crane. Breaking.
2: Breaking. I got breaking. Uh, not breaking a, news. Not breaking news, <laughs> but a breaking question. I mean, just they have to know. Okay. Before you leave. Okay. CNC Collision Center text line. Did they make more buffaloes for the buffalo wings?
7: That is a sauce. Ha ha. No. No, I know that answer <laughs> to that question. Ha! Huh. Did they make more? chicks they probably did for the have... chicken wings. Well, they made chicks or chickens. So mm. yeah, they made more chickens. But here's a cool thing. How do you make
3: more chickens?
7: You breed them. Oh. Remember we discussed this. Put I on forgot. some berry white. Put them in a room. <laughs> there you go. Berry white. <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> Put them on that heat lamp or whatever, you know, get the hormones going. Stop off it. And there Stop you go. Stop it. This <laughs> is a family <laughs> show. Just saying. I don't know. My my neighbor has chickens, so I'll ask him how he makes So more. you hear Barry
3: White blaring from the chicken coop. <laughs> you yeah. know they're making more chickens? Yeah, it's
7: going down in the chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> so, but here's a cool story. There are seven people out there who are diehard football fans. I found three of their names, Gregory Eaton, Don Crisman, and Tom Hensel. They have been to every Super Bowl game. Wow. And they are members, as they call, the Never Miss a Super Bowl Club.
2: Well, that's creative.
7: (laughs) (laughs) That's what they called it. Who these guys that? did. Yeah.
4: The NMSB. So, I, they they that, sat
2: around for a year trying to that, come up with that. That took a
3: while. Yeah. I know. Question but, is, do they remember the name?
7: Right. So, Don Chrisman. <laughs> do they is, remember
3: their
5: name.
7: God, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> <Come on>, guys, <laughs> family show. They remember their names. So, Don Chrisman, well, we're going to pretend they do. Don Chrisman is 85 years old. They're all three going this weekend. Don uh, was interviewed by a paper in Maine saying that this will probably be his last. Super Bowl to attend, but Aww. think about it. Every Super Bowl. So I kind of added it up, and do not laugh, if he's 85 and this is Super Bowl 57, mm-hmm. then that makes sense. He could go to every Super Bowl. Well, yeah. Because he's old enough. Mm-hmm. Right. I had to process that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone to every Super Bowl.
7: You ain't that. You ain't 80.
3: No, but there's only 57 of them.
7: I know. So you'd be going like when you were, your dad would have to be taking you when you were like a baby.
3: Well... So you can still okay. go? Still
7: possible. True. Well, I'm not that old, so I've I seen have. every Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> if you put f- if you put four doors Uh-oh. on your chicken coop, Uh-oh. it becomes a chicken sedan.
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh my. With Barry White playing in a disco ball. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. But anyways, I thought that was pretty cool. About that's amazing. About these guys or that are going to be there this weekend. That's I cool. really hope that I, I, I wish I-
4: they would show them.
3: I, I did we
7: should see call
4: them. We should have
3: them.
2: Well, have I'm gonna tell you a couple of years ago in, in in the 33 hours of pregame programming, they did do a feature on them. Oh, they did. Yeah, I missed it. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it was last year, but a couple of years, somewhere in the last few years, they did. And that's how I kind of gave her the the hint, hint to to look that up. Uh, but yeah, did. they did a feature on them.
7: I should I no see if idea. I can get a hold of Terry Bradshaw today or Michael Strahan and say, y'all need to interview these people. Or somebody on ESPN. I mean, it'd be cool because it probably is their last. See if you can get hold of one of them where we can interview them.
2: <laughs> There's a novel
4: thought.
7: <laughs> okay, I'll see what I can do. That'd be kind of cool, though, if we could it'd interview to them be tomorrow. have tomorrow. I know. I'll see how I can find them, but it would be and cool. And if,
4: if they're already in Arizona, they're two hours behind us, too, so you got to let them know. Well, well they, I mean, they get up to crack a dog anyway. They get up anyway. I mean, they're coffee. up at, they at 4, 4 at 7 o'clock. o'clock. <laughs>
7: Yeah, I mean, right. my dad's like in his seventies, and he—that man's up like at three thirty-four every oh day, God. every day. Like, gotta feed the chickens. He don't have no chickens. He got dogs.
3: Got
2: dogs.
7: He got dogs. That's why he did
2: not <laughs> have any chickens.
7: <laughs> but the dogs would eat the chickens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Anyways.
2: This is totally in the ditch right now.
7: No, it's not. This it's is cool information. If you get kicked out of your favorite team, Tom, we're going to get you a crane so you can go watch it. That's hilarious. That is smart and creative, right? That's genius. Well, if I can't get in, then I might as well just rent a crane and watch my team anyways.
3: Till the police come and pull you yeah. out of your <laughs> crane. <laughs> yeah.
7: But anyways. <laughs> all, all right. That's all I got. That's all I got today. Go oh, like sell,
1: something, you sell something,
7: Steph. Go sell something, Steph.
1: That'd be different, wouldn't it? Oh,
2: oh, oh, oh go to your oh. corner today.
7: Don't even talk to me for five <laughs> minutes. Okay, make it ten.
2: <laughs> hey, we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. Fiat, your friend in the car business, Ted Teague and his crew, and Man, they are. They're waiting for you right now at 201 West Loop 340, just down from a Highway 84. Alan Samuels, DCJ.com is where you can check them out. They got a great selection of vehicles twenty, twenty three vehicles, and we're talking about. Uh, well, how about the Jeep? Jeep uh, Cherokee uh, with uh, second and third row seating options. That's right, 1.9% financing on some of these vehicles. Uh, great deals, uh, great terms, and it's all right there at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Got a terrific pre owned uh, selection if you're looking for that vehicle, uh, that first vehicle for uh for that 16 year old, that's getting their driver's license, or maybe you need a second vehicle or even a third vehicle for the family. You can get a great deal on a, on a great pre-owned vehicle at Allen Samuel's superb service department, as always. And it's just a great place. It's local people creating relationships, not just selling cars and trucks. It's, it's local people creating local relationships and, uh, and look there's there's a lot of people who have bought multiple vehicles because they know that when they go to Allen Samuels that they're going to get they're going to get that treatment. They're going to get treated like they're a member of the family. That's that's kind of how they do things at Allen Samuels. They want to make you comfortable. They want to make it right for you and and they're going to create a great deal and a great uh, atmosphere for you to purchase that vehicle. 201 West Loop 340. It's allensamuelsdcj.com. Ted Teague and his staff waiting to see you. Allen Samuels, your friend of the car business
1: recently on the
9: John Moore Show. Ian Eagle and our guest, Bill Raftery, doing the game for CBS on Saturday. Yeah, it it is good. You know, Big 12 is just,
0: you know, rock'em, sock'em, talent-laden, and a nightmare, I think, for coaches. I mean, you got to win at home, and boy, if you can scratch one on the
1: road, boy, you've really done a heck of a job. John Moore's Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
6: This year's McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 6th through the 10th at the Extra Event Center with more than 500 local 4 H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help us raise funds to the scholarships and education programs. Then make sure to join us on Friday night, February 10th at 630 for the Sale of Champions with top placing animals and projects up for sale. Last year's sale brought in over a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. It's the McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 6th through the 10th at the Extra Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call. 254-722-2597. My house is
3: for 60 months contact universal windows direct for a free in-home estimate universal windows or call 254-301-7760 don't forget to check out their great google and Angie list reviews
10: i love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct
1: espn central texas is your home for game time the john moore show and the matt mosley show
3: the holidays just ended, but guess what? Valentine's Day is fast upon us. Morrison's Gifts has the gifts you need to make this Valentine's the best ever. At Morrison's, you'll find the best gifts, John Hart and Consuelo bags, totes and accessories, bath and body lotions and soaps, candles, inspirational gifts, and many other gifts that say I love you. As always, free gift wrapping, local delivery and shipping anywhere. Morrison's Gifts, next to Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive in Valley Mills, a Baylor alumni-owned business.
5: Looking for that hard-to-find, whatchamacallit, or do-dead to finish your do-it-yourself project? You'll find it at Pioneer Steel & Pipe. Over 2,000 items are included in their huge showroom, including all the steel products you need, such as bolts, nuts, and washers. Plus, you will enjoy the one-on-one customer service that Pioneer Steel & Pipe has featured since opening their doors in 1943. Pioneer Steel & Pipe, 2003 South Loop 340, next to Busby Feed in Waco, and at PioneerBoys.com.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
5: I'm
11: Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update. Baylor men's basketball kept pace in the Big 12 conference race by downing Oklahoma at the Farrell Center last night, 82-72. Deontay George led the way with 23 points. Jalen Thompson drained a three-point shot in the final seconds to earn the MCC Highlanders overtime against the Hill Rebels, but the Rebels hit six free throws in OT to beat the Highlanders 79-73. The McLennan Highlassies outscored Hill 27-7 in the third quarter to pull away for a 93-64 win. Nini Beverly led the way with 22 points. For the first time in 30 years, the UConn women's basketball team has lost two games in a row. They dropped a 59-52 decision to Marquette after losing the number one South Carolina on Sunday.
1: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune-Herald on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 8.35, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Your first
2: word in sports, and we are joined now by the uh, sports editor of the Waco Trib, Bryce Cherry. Bryce, uh, the other night, the uh, Baylor women uh, lose to Oklahoma. What a gut-wrenching loss as you had that five-point lead uh, with less than uh, 30 seconds to play.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, That's as bad as it gets, really. I mean, Baylor gift-wrapped that that win to uh, Oklahoma. Um, You know, you're up 12 in the second half. You're up five with 24 seconds to go. Um, And somehow you managed to lose that game. There was exactly one lead change in that game <laughs> that, i mean oklahoma never led in regulation um there were a few ties but uh, baylor pretty much led the entire game uh and then obviously um you know I, to me the biggest problem was was turnovers for baylor uh, i mean you have 17 of them in the Second half and overtime. I mean, that's just uh, you know <laughs> staggering, really. And and it, it was some silly turnovers. I mean, obviously OU is good at creating turnovers, and and Nikki Collin talked about that before they even played the Sooners about how aggressive they are, and they they swipe and they scratch and they claw and they you know they attack the ball. Uh, but here's the thing, you know, if they do that don't drive right into the teeth of three defenders. You know what I mean? Um, That's, you know, they just did some some really dumb stuff, honestly. Don't save the ball under your own basket when you're falling out of bounds, you know? I mean, um, because that, that was a play, too, where um, OU got an easy one just because, uh, you know, Baylor did something silly, so... Uh, it's a it's a learning chance for Baylor but man it's a it's a bad bad loss and um I, I tend to think that they'll circle that one and and go well yeah that's where we lost the chance to win the big twelve title
2: you know and, and we said the exact same thing uh, i think yesterday but uh, and, and i know the old adage goes if you know if you win if you win the game you flush it move to the next one if you lose the game you flush it move to the next one but This one's going to be hard to put behind them. I mean, this one stings.
0: No doubt. Uh, And, you know, Nikki Collin um, was asked after the game about, um, you know, Nikki, you know, how do you kind of put this one behind you? And da-da-da-da-da. And and she um, talked about, well, that's a, a stupid question. She wasn't mad at the question. She just was like, you can't forget it. I mean th- this one uh you know she said when you when you have a game like this where you haven't won and you then somehow you find a way to lose it it will eat at you. <laughs> and so yes, they have another game Saturday and they'll have to, you know, uh pull together and and try to figure out a way to win, but at the same time, you know, this game when they think about Playing OU at home, you know, in the 2023 season, that one's always going to stick in their craw.
3: UIO girls basketball getting ready for the playoffs starting early next week. Is there any play-in games coming up tomorrow night or this weekend for districts that are close? And, and who do you like in this area?
0: Yeah, we have a, a play-in a play – it's not actually a play-in game. It's a excuse me district, district tiebreaker game uh, between Bosqueville and Crawford. Uh, tomorrow um, that uh, will determine the number one seed so both of those are already in uh, but that one to me is a really interesting game partially because they just played uh, what a week and a half or so ago and um, it came down to a buzzer beater uh, by Laney Elmore of Crawford and um she had some great pictures of that one rod yeah. ate a lot had some some nice pictures of that buzzer beater. But uh, so that should be a fun game just because those teams are obviously very um, evenly matched. Um, Find out who gets the number one seed in that district. Waco high does have a play in game um, against Lake belt. No against Colleen Chaparral. It's in Lake Belton. Um, And so, you know, Lady lions have a chance to try to make the playoffs as a, as a four seed in their district. Um, And then I think your other question was, uh, who do I like? I mean, come on, you know, we know, (laughs) we know know the usual suspects here, you know, it's Fairfield, it's La Vega. Those are the teams with the best chance to get the state. We're going to have a feature story on um, Fairfield coming in, in the Trib in the coming days um, just kind of on their remarkable run these last few years. It's pretty historic, really. I mean, they're going for uh, three state titles in four years, and then the other, you know, that other year they lost in the uh, in the state final. So, uh, yeah, they're pretty good.
2: Bryce, it's not a, it's not just about Fairfield winning and in 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 winning. You know, as you point out, three of the last four or whatever. It's the it's the manner in which they win games. I mean. There's some people who are just trying to get a
0: basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Fairfield, uh, and I will put La Vega in this category as well. They're relentless with their uh, defensive pressure. Um, they wear teams down and they really make it tough for teams to get the ball across the you know, half court line. Um and I was talking with Chad Conine, who's actually doing the story on Fairfield for us, and um and he was saying, you know, so McKenna Brackens and Shadeza Brackens are two of Fairfield's best players. McKenna is our uh, reigning super syntax player of the year from last season. Um, and he said they kind of employ them as, as you might employ a safety in, in football. I mean, they, <laughs> they're not at the, the forefront of this press, but they're kind of at the back end of it. And, you know, they get a lot of, uh, basically interceptions you know a, a lot of uh, steals that way where um teams are kind of frazzled and they just throw the ball away and then Fairfield just goes the other way and you know gets another bucket you know i mean and uh yeah it's crazy some of the scores they have you know like 88 to 2 and 78 to nothing they did actually have a 78 to nothing game uh so they're on another level Obviously, you know, they'll be tested deep in the playoffs, I would say. Um, same for La Vega and 4A. Uh, but in the early rounds, I don't think those teams are going to have any problems.
3: Playoff game in Oklahoma had a score of 4-2, to two, and now everybody's talking about the shot clock in high school basketball should be implemented. Do you, th- do you think that that's going to be something that – maybe the UIL looks at and, and, and brings a shot clock into high school basketball, or is that just an anomaly and not really a necessity right now?
0: It's probably something they talk about, kick the tires just for show. Um, you know, like when you go to the used car lot and you're not really actually going to buy the car. <laughs> I mean, because uh, here's the thing I wrote about this. Oh gosh, a million years ago. Um, Yes, high school basketball needs a shot clock. I, I mean, no question. I hate it whenever you see a stall. It, it's not often, but I've covered enough high school basketball games over the years where I've seen, you know, at least half half a dozen stalls in my life, you know, where uh, I can really remember. I remember it in an M.T. Rice uh, championship game, and it was like, come on, you know. Uh, so, so does it need it? Yes. But here's the problem. There's the expense of it that you have to, you know, you're talking about gyms all over the state. Um, and then, you know, it, if you've ever gone to a high school basketball game, um, you know, it sometimes is a, a scramble to get two people together already to uh, work the book, to do the book and to do the uh, scoreboard, you know? and the clock there. Um, and so now you're adding essentially another job that has to be filled. So, um, you know, and it, maybe it's not a big deal for like a school like, you know, Midway, Waco High or whatever that, you know, is a little bit bigger, maybe has a little f- few more people around. But think about like, you know, the Abbots and Aquilas and, and those, you know, I mean, uh, you're at, like I said, you're adding another job. And so, you know, it's it's not always easy to fill that job. So, uh, I remember when I wrote about it, those were some of the prevailing issues that co- coaches talked about, and I don't think those have necessarily gone away.
2: Story in today's Waco trip by uh, six China Spring Cougars making the All-State team. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no doubt, and honestly, uh, probably a couple other guys that could have had a shot at it. I mean, I, I, I vote on that Texas Sportswriters Association team, and I had cash McCollum on my first team Now I, I get the, uh, kid that won. he was the cartridge quarterback. Uh, um, he had, I don't know, 52 touchdown passes and four interceptions or something like that. So, you know, but I did, I was really impressed with cash and what he did coming in as a, as a transfer, uh, quarterback, you know, move in kid. Um, leading them to a second state championship. I mean, with, with some key guys from that other state championship team gone. So, uh, yeah, I mean, to the victors go the spoils. Obviously, uh, when you have a state championship team, you should be well represented on the all state team. All right, Bryce. Uh,
2: what do you got coming up, uh, in the Waco trip?
0: Besides that Fairfield story that I talked about, uh, we'll have a high school softball preview coming. Um, that, season begins on monday believe it or not i mean i guess weather permitting um and then i've got a feature coming on uh dariana little page bugs the baylor freshman who you know just seems like she's double double machine right now i mean she gets one every game uh really impressed with her um growth this season Um, and when I say growth this season I'm talking about not just on the court but uh, even as an interview so uh, Jerry Hill did a thing on her before the season for the Baylor insider and and she was really shy you know she was the big 12 freshman of the uh, year preseason and and he was just like man yeah she's she's pretty quiet And I, you know, when I did my interview with her this week, uh, for, for this story, she was, she was great, very engaging. And and I think that also speaks to her development on the court too, uh, early in the season, she was missing layups and, and kind of not a big offensive threat, but she's, uh, she's come around in that regard. So, yeah, uh, I have a story on Bugs. She's going back to uh, Oklahoma. You know, they play at Oklahoma State on Saturday, and she grew up in Edmond. So, um, I suspect there'll be some folks that drive up to Stillwater to see her play.
2: Bryce, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, uh, who, who who you picking Sunday?
0: Oh, uh, man. So, I know the the eagles are a uh, like one and a half point favorite or something i'm going chiefs uh i don't know i mean uh, i had bills over chiefs in the preseason or not bills over chiefs bills over eagles actually uh in the in the preseason um so one of my teams did get there but uh i don't know Mahomes. i i, I just feel like they're they're due to win another one. They're tough. <laughs>
2: Sounds good, buddy. Hey, appreciate your time as always. We'll talk to you soon. All right, see ya. Have a good day, Bryce Cherry from the Waco Tribune. It's eight forty nine. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas.
9: Nikki Collin and Baylor
5: women's basketball on 104.9 FM.
9: The Baylor women back in action Saturday on the road in Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday on 104.9 FM.
5: Follow the 12-time defending Big 12 champions with Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor
9: women's basketball, Derek Smith on 104.9 FM.
1: at SoCalWaco.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntexSportsFan.com.
10: Looking for an unforgettable gift this Valentine's Day? Republic Gun Club and the Oak and Ivy Wine Bar Bistro have created the perfect pairing. Now through Valentine's Day, you can grab the ultimate date night package of an hour on the 25 yard lane for two, two pistol rentals, a Gatlin gun rental, and a $50 gift card to Oak and Ivy, all for only $149.99. Best part, you can get this deal now and use it anytime this year. Republic Gun Club is your home on the range.
1: espn radio sports center
11: i'm lark smith with your espn central texas sports update baylor men's basketball kept pace in the big 12 conference race by downing oklahoma at the ferrell center last night 82 72 Deontay george led the way with 23 points Jalen Thompson drained a three-point shot in the final seconds to earn the MCC Highlanders overtime against the Hill Rebels, but the Rebels hit six free throws in OT to beat the Highlanders 79-73. The McLennan Highlassies outscored Hill 27-7 in the third quarter to pull away for a 93-64 win. NeNe Beverly led the way with 22 points. For the first time in 30 years, the UConn women's basketball team has lost two games in a row. They dropped a 59-52 decision to Marquette after losing the number one South Carolina on Sunday.
1: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time.
2: All right, take 52. It's eight away from nine. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. We were just chit-chatting in the room here. Or you found a story about UConn and, and, and just their dominance uh, over the last 30 years.
3: Yeah, for the first time in 30 years, UConn Huskies women basketball team lost back-to-back games. It fell last night to Marquette Golden Eagles, 59-52 to in Milwaukee. It was a season low in points for the Huskies and the first time Marquette has ever defeated UConn. But the first back-to-back losses – for the Huskies in 30 years. Last time that happened was consecutive losses in 1993.
2: Do you know how ridiculous that is? I mean, stop and think about that. Wow. You want to talk about dominance, just sure dominance, that you did not lose
3: back-to-back games? They went 1,083 consecutive games without back-to-back losses until
2: last night holy moly is i mean is that not impressive i mean that's that's crazy how good your program is when you do that cuz everybody goes through a bad spot don't
0: they apparently well, not you them. Would think,
2: but not them apparently not them. they uh, that's incredible it, it it really really is it 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 really really is so all right, uh, fog is breaking up, and we are going to have a beautiful day today, it looks like. I mean, there's blue sky, sunshine. We're You're just of- excited
3: and having a beautiful night tonight. <laughs> well, you Pies know, and cakes all in front of you. It's 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 going to be early afternoon. What's your favorite pie? Pecan. All uh, right. What's your favorite cake?
2: Cheesecake. Is that a cake or is that a pie? Uh, it's a cake. I
3: mean, cheesecake's
4: a cake, yeah.
2: It's called cheesecake. I know, but it's Not in a pie. It's called cheese pie. But <laughs> it's, in a, it's in a pie dish. It's a. It's made in a pie dish, I think. Well, I don't know. And I like soap. Do you like and you like sopapia cheesecake? No, you don't.
4: That's my mom's signature. It's amazing. No, amazing. Good
2: stuff. Not
3: messing up New York cheesecake with all that. I don't need a lot of flavoring.
4: You don't like cinnamon?
3: No. Well, I mean, I like cinnamon, but not in my cheesecake.
4: Oh, I just like
3: straight New York fluffy cheesecake.
4: I'm with you.
2: And if you want to put a strawberry on it, no, I'm, I'm okay. okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Little whipping cream there, maybe one squirt. Favorite cookie? Aren't you tasting cookies tonight? Too? I don't know. I, I I really don't. I mean, I, seriously, it may be barbecue. I don't know. I thought it was pies and cakes. Judging. I don't know. I think it is. I just don't want anybody to know what I'm judging. <laughs> it's of course it's pies and cakes. Take a look. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. And I can't is, wait. Is there okay,
3: is there a cake that you don't really care for that if it lands in front of you today, you're gonna go, Uh oh, this is gonna be tough.
4: Carrot cake.
2: No, love me some carrot cake. I don't. Uh no. Not I, n- not a cake out there that's your enemy. What is that? What is it <laughs> What is that deal at Christmas that you buy that you could throw like a boomerang and it hurt somebody? Uh fruit cake? Yeah. Ain't doing that. Well you
3: might have to. What if some it is that's their specialty. What if they throw a fruit cake down in front of you?
2: I'm just giving it a, you a and move judge on. That, do I don't you? I don't know. Am I, is it A B C is it one, two, three, four? Oh, I don't know what the I, scale I, is. I don't need I'm, see? i see. I may have to go through a second time and go, okay, we're gonna have a yeah,
5: sure you a, will. T- a
2: taste off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I need some more of that chocolate over here. Yeah. Eight fifty six, John's up at three this afternoon, Matt's at four. We'll see you tomorrow.